0: Today, I'm talking about how our family eating habits have have evolved over now 18, 19 years. And I think this might be interesting to some families because people might imagine when you need to do a whole diet overhaul, you know, we need to throw it all the junk, it needs to be all organic, and big, big switches. And we were never committed to the organic stuff because my husband wasn't interested in paying for all of the extra expense. He didn't feel it was worth it. He didn't feel it tasted better. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, he came in with some pretty decent food habits and then some other things that I was like, really, dude, ramen? And it was kind of his, you know, a cumber food form. But those things have just kind of phased out over time where I wasn't, eating ramen, so it was just his thing and he realized it didn't really have much nutrition in it and he just started eating less of that and eating more of other stuff. So I thought I'd go through some examples of things we used to make one way and maybe we make it a different way now or things that we just kind of didn't make before, things we used to make that we don't make anymore. So one of the main things we've become pretty careful about, ever since one of our kids showed that she was sensitive to this, was watching for food dyes in food. And they're in places that you wouldn't expect. There's yellow food dye in pickles, weirdly. There's red food dye in some chocolate cake mixes, even in some ice cream to get it just the right shade of warm vanilla. There's... Red food coloring put on meat sometimes. So many places we've learned to look for it because it would give one of our kids pretty significant side effects. And then even she got pretty careful about looking for it. As she's gotten older and she has a bigger physical body, a little food dye is not the end of the world. But when she was younger and she had a smaller body, it was very noticeable. So that's one of the things where we do buy the natural version of the pickles. I don't think it's called organic, but the Mount Olive pickles, we buy the natural version because it doesn't have yellow dye in it to make the pickles look more bright green. Now, some other things. When I got married to my husband, his parents were using a lot of Cook's Illustrated recipes. And so that's kind of like the, you know, whatever your favorite foods are, they're trying to get the very best versions And we made a lot more things like pies and cakes for desserts. As the kids have gotten older and our taste preferences have changed, we make different sorts of desserts now. So there was one dessert called clafouti, like a custardy kind of dessert that his family traditionally made. And now we do that sometimes, but we also make panna cotta and creme brulee we want a really creamy dessert. They're very simple, very, very simple, and people are very happy with them. And we used to make more pies, and now we don't make pies because nobody really likes crust that much for all the hassle of making it. They really want the filling, so we make more cobblers or crumbles where it's got a biscuit topping or the oatmeal kind of topping. It's also much faster, much simpler, and people are just as happy with it and that makes sense. For cakes, we used to make layer cakes because they look so festive. They're fun to decorate. I taught my girls how to decorate. But then the cakes would just sit in the fridge if no one – if we didn't get through them at the birthday party. We actually had a hard time getting through the cakes because they just were very sweet and bready, and everyone actually kind of prefers creamier desserts. So then we went – more into cheesecakes for a while, the Nigella Lawson chocolate orange cake, or the Cook's Illustrated flourless chocolate cake or other kind of desserts in that line. Lava cakes, so either very chocolatey or very creamy has been our kind of family preference. And that's kind of where we are now. And the teenagers really like the That's a, a really big hit with everyone Sometimes we've made homemade ice cream, and it's pretty good, but there's also a lot of good ice creams out there. In terms of snack things, we used to do, like, water crackers dipped in hummus. And then over time, we do more vegetables dipped in hummus, which also taste more interesting than water crackers. Water crackers are a great kind of bland cracker to go with a really interesting cheese that you don't want another flavor competing with. But in terms of hummus, it's very nice to dip bell peppers or carrots or cucumbers in hummus, and the kids all prefer that because it tastes more interesting. We've also shifted over to using rice crackers. Partly um, for people who are gluten-free who are visiting, it's just simpler. And also, they taste better. They're a little saltier, a little crunchier, so everybody likes them. Never really made the shift from white rice to brown rice. I grew up having brown rice. My husband grew up having white rice or, like, rice pilaf. But ultimately, nobody eats that much rice. Sometimes we do brown rice, but it's still kind of a mix. We switched from pancakes to crepes, if it's going to be the older people eating them. Because my husband would joke he'd go into this carb co if he had two pancakes and syrup as part of a big breakfast on a Saturday morning and then you go to sleep for an hour. So I'm not sure if it's the pancakes or if the syrup. It just hit them really hard. It wouldn't do it to me quite the same way. I don't know if that's because I grew up with maple syrup and it might be actually the syrup. But at any rate, crepes seem to agree with everyone better. They're also more interesting tasting in many cases, and you put butter on them and you put interesting things inside them. So crepes are more the family preference now, unless it's just little kids and they're asking for a quick little batch of pancakes. And the gluten-free Trader Joe's pancake mix is quite good, surprisingly good. I've had some other ones. I can't remember the names offhand that my parents have recommended. We've never been a big pasta family, and we typically liked a lot of sauce and meat with our pasta, and that's kind of gotten more so as time has gone on. We've also tried some gluten-free pastas. The red lentil pasta was quite good, again, quite interesting flavor, more interesting than regular pasta. The regular gluten-free pasta is okay, too. And ultimately, the people who are eating bread, they, um, they prefer to dip their garlic bread in their second helping of sauce rather than have more pasta. I really like angel hair with pesto, but basically even with five kids, three teenagers, we cannot get through a pound of pasta or even half a pound of pasta at a meal. It's weird to me even. Or we'll end up with leftovers. If I make half a pound of pasta, we'll have some leftover uh, for the next day. Overall, we buy less dairy than we used to because as my oldest became a teenager, it was clear she had a dairy intolerance. As I got older, it was clear I had a limited tolerance for dairy. My husband was never much of a milk drinker. The younger kids, it kind of waxes and wanes how much they drink. And so if they're on a the cereal kick, we'll go through it at a decent clip. But if they're not on the cereal kick, we don't drink the milk very fast. So. We've gone from probably getting a gallon or two a week for our family to now getting only half a gallon a week for our family of seven. And it's a little surprising to me because when I grew up, my brothers just loved drinking milk, between meals, with meals, and uh, we would go through a couple gallons a day, no problem. But for my kids, maybe with less assertive appetites, I, I think that... Not going too heavy on the dairy helps them be more hungry for other things. And maybe also goes the other way, that since we have so many other things around, they're not looking to dairy to fill them up because there's other things that they like. We used to do more kind of store-bought dressings, and now we tend to just make a quick balsamic. Now that we're kind of used to that routine, and it's very fast. We make our salads in a more adventurous way. Partly inspired by my brother-in-law, who's a really great cook. When he came into the family, it really shifted us from recipes to techniques because he brought such confidence. And he put nuts and seeds and fruits and really interesting things. We used to buy little yogurts for for fun, for lunches. And they were were good. They were low-fat. Then we switched to buying the full-fat little yogurts if we wanted kind of a lunch treat. And then now we just buy large, full-fat Greek yogurts. Again, we have switched from regular yogurt to Greek yogurt because everybody likes the thick texture better. And the plain Greek yogurt also kind of doubles the sour cream if we happen to be out and we want sour cream flavor or something. And now we just mix the full-fat yogurt with some jam. And then everyone can get the level of sweetness that they want if they're going to have some yogurt. With ground beef, we've kind of moved from plain ground beef to grass-fed ground beef, and this is one of the few things we do buy the better version of because we bought a part of a cow one time, and the ground beef was actually our favorite part. The steaks were a little difficult to cook right because we weren't used to grass-fed lean beef, but the ground beef had such an interesting flavor, it actually tasted like something. And so now we buy the grass-fed ground beef most of the time. If we're going to do anything interesting with it, we'll still buy plain ground beef for, you know, burgers, whatever, but we're going to put a bunch of seasonings into it. But for many times, we do buy the grass-fed ground beef because it actually tastes like meat. There's a few recipes we used to do, little appetizers like caramelized onions plus cream cheese on sourdough baguette kind of thing. And we still really like caramelized onions, but we've kind of shifted to where we have the caramelized onions with steak and mushrooms and mashed potatoes. Again, the less bready, less dairy version of it. And all of this is partly our own experiments, my experiments as a mom with some of the kids who seemed to have challenging behaviors, and I thought, well... It's summer. Let's try to do a paleo-ish summer. This is probably 10 years, 8 years ago. And just see if it makes any difference. Let's see if it makes any difference if I cook everything from scratch because I've got a little more time. Is it the additives? Is it the dairy? Is it the gluten? Is it something else? You know, is there a missing piece that I can discover in 2 or 3 months of experimentation? And from all those experiments and then having a lot of guests over, having some family members realize that they had certain food intolerances, or they're just experimenting on their own, and so at social events, you're trying to bring a different kind of dish. This has probably been the case for many families. You've developed a wider repertoire of dishes that work for a number of different restrictive situations. And I do think it's made our younger kids have an even broader palate than our older kids. And I think in general, it's helped them just eat more fruits and more vegetables as a part of regular life without too much effort on my part to keep track. So if you're just kind of starting out trying to switch a few things, I hope that this has given you a few ideas of things that you might switch over gradually or maybe a couple of ideas that wouldn't have occurred to you just yet and you think, that's totally easy, I could absolutely do that. All right, this is Jim with Bright Families. Have a great day.